0: a pair of soccer-obsessed twins, a mysterious drifter, and Tom Arnold being Tom Arnold. It's just for kicks this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. It certainly does suck. Welcome back in to Sucktastic Cinema, whether... Oh boy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Welcome back to Sucktastic Cinema, where whether these movies try too hard or know what they are, Endearment is the name of the game. I'm Matt. I'm Steven. And this week I have hosting duties. Hi So Good job. If it's very bad, then that's probably why. Maybe You're, I'm better I'm better as a, a side character. You didn't really get off to a very good start there. You messed up the You intro. kept that you kept all that in? Yes I did. I wanted Shoot. I want to document your mistakes. Damn it. Okay, well, welcome back in this week, our sucktastic sinners. We have a uh, a fun movie for you this week. Yeah, one that upon second review, I think I liked more than the first time I watched it. Yeah, well, I don't know if I share that sentiment. Yeah, but at uh, least at, at least writing notes. Maybe it's just because I was writing the notes in my voice. Right. I was like, oh, I like this. I like this guy. I like his writing. I, I like the sound. I like the cut of his. I like the sound of his jib. Um, it's not the phrase, but, uh, before we get started though, too, I, I don't know if you, you thought to. Make mention here, but uh, earlier this week, uh, I actually went to Apple Podcasts and saw that yeah. um, our friends. I Annie did have Horner. that written down. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say we want to give a shout out to a couple friends of ours mm-hmm. uh, Matt Swafford, who is a regular listener every mm-hmm. week. He left a nice five star review at Apple Podcasts. And then our friend Annie Horner mm-hmm. also left us a nice five star review. Yeah. So thank you, Annie. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. Um, spread the word. And thank you for doing what you're told. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is that all you had to say? No, that's it. Well, I also want to. This has been sitting with me. I also sure. want to rectify something as well. Oh, yes, yes. If you listened to our Mortal Kombat Annihilation episode last week, thank you. Yes. Um, I also wanted to make a correction that uh, if you listened and uh, and if you're grace gracious enough to catch up with us on this episode, uh, we had mentioned the character of Smoke. Mm -hmm. I think we, I don't know how long we spent talking about it, but we were like, and Smoke is a cyborg in this movie. What the hell? What the hell? He's not a um, cyborg. At at this time, Smoke was a cyborg in the games. So, So, egg on our face. Yes. We are stupid. We love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We we know a fair share about about the, the franchise, but we can't know everything. Yeah, exactly. Don't, I know you guys think we know everything, but we don't. So yes. and please stop thinking we know everything. Please. So this week's movie is another fun little straight-to-video romp, mm-hmm. which are our favorites, mm-hmm. and they have two famous twins that you all would probably recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I don't know if one or both of them are currently in the show Riverdale. I think it's just one of them. Since okay, they're not. They're old enough to not adhere to child labor laws anymore. Sure, of course, but. A lot of you might know them from Disney, Zach and Cody. Sweet life, of Zach. And the sweet life is of Zack and Cody. So mm-hmm. uh, we will get into that, but first I'm going to kick it over, to Stephen, for our socials. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Sucktastic Pod there, and on Twitter we are at Sucktastic Sin. Uh, so go over there, uh, go over there, please, for the love of God, like please. all of our stuff, please. Uh, we'll go we'll give us a follow over there. Uh, we want to interact with you. We like interacting, and we will interact with you if you comment or message us anything yeah, without a doubt mm-hmm, yeah uh, and matt runs that and he can uh, like he like he emphatically just said assuredly we will interact with you um and follow follow the lead of uh of jeff wright matt swafford and annie horner and head mm-hmm. on over to apple podcast uh give us five star reviews yeah. uh say something I, I you know i'm not going to tell you what to say i want to say say something yeah. nice but at least say something give us give a five star rating for five stars you can yeah. say something defamatory i don't care just as long as you give me five stars exactly i don't know if apple podcast uh distinguishes between if yeah. it's good or bad just as right. long as they see that it's five stars yeah. um but it uh it puts us on the forefront we get to uh, we kind of break into that algorithm however they do it mm-hmm. um it puts us kind of in the on the focus we'd like to be there um and then also places like Spotify, and Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, mm-hmm. whatever is applicable whether it's rating, whether it's just following or anything. Uh give us a follow, uh mm-hmm. download and uh, anything subscribe, subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Anything anything that'll help your two hosts here. Um we're nice guys come and on, we just, we're fun come boys. we a fun guys. We're talking about twins today and we're yeah, twins. Exactly. And, it's come it, on, guys. it's almost like in in um I'm like Space Cop, and um, damn it, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, Time Cop, Time Cop. Yeah, so when twins, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, when uh, when twins talk about other twins, it'll end up like in the movie Time Cop, where if you see your future self, go watch Time Cop. Yeah, it's just Go movie. watch that. Maybe even not listen to this this week. Go watch yeah. Time Cop. Yeah, instead of listening to us talk about the Sprouse twins playing soccer, go watch Time Cop. Yeah, and we should also mention that Annie Horner is the cousin of jeff wright mm-hmm. who was on our ready to rumble episode mm-hmm. so but enough of that shit it's movie time and now for our feature presentation just for Kicks was released September 26, 2003, directed by Sidney J. Bartholomew Jr. Sydney Applebaum. Sidney <laughs> J. Bartholomew Jr. That is a mouthful. Um, this is one of two other things he's directed. Wow! Oh. It was He directed before this, like, some kid show, and then he directed the uh, Cool Jerk music video for the Go-Go's. Interesting. Yeah. So, a very, the acumen. Like, after after this movie, he's like, I've done everything I wanted to do. I did a music video, a TV show, and a feature film. Hey, you, I mean, you never know. He's like, the trifecta. Could the trifecta. Be. The trifecta. I, did I did it. Or else, my name isn't Sidney J. Bartholomew Jr. I didn't need to go to college. Uh, <laughs> you get you got that, dad? I didn't need to go to college. I did it. I worked with the Go-Go's and the Spouse Twins and Tom Arnold. I did it all. <laughs> I did it all. Um, but, what was I guess? Oh, uh, he, but he worked as like production assistants on like dumb and dumber and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So, so, he's so he things. so he's worked in the business doing right. other things. It's not like he's some guy, Mm-hmm. Who who was like I made enough money and I can finally do my feature film. It took him 17 years to write this movie. Right, <laughs> and you know 17 years wasted if that was the case. It's like yeah. you wrote, you wrote this in 17 years. How many revisions did it go through? And he was given 17 years, and then it's like when you study for, you have three weeks to study for tests, and you don't do it till an hour before. Right, exactly. Yeah, he was given so, so, exactly. So much like we do. On our episodes, we like to give a little insight on what was on the VHS. What was the who, who Who's starring in this movie? Ah, yes. Who's starring in this movie? So we have the twins, Cole and Dylan Sprouse, mm-hmm. who are playing Cole and Dylan Martin. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they're too dumb to answer anything else, I yeah. guess. I can't, can't I make them Eddie and Albert because they probably just stare at you. It's like, hello, <laughs> Mr. Thompson. <laughs> exactly. I think he's talking to you. Uh, Dylan has glasses in this movie and Cole does not. Which mm. doesn't that one would need glasses and one would I don't know. It's you'll you'll understand it's why. For, it's for a part in the story. Yeah, exactly. Tom Arnold as Prescott Martin, who I, plays their dad. I feel like Tom Arnold was the selling point oh, to yeah. to uh to MG this is an MGM movie. Right. Um I feel like Tom Arnold was the selling point. It's like if you liked the movie Big Bully and Carpool, <laughs> we got that guy. We got Tom Arnold. Tom and I, Arnold, he, and it's one of those situations where I feel like he was there for like a day. Yeah. And so they oh, just yeah. filmed all of his scenes. Then and then they worked elements of the story into yeah. where he wouldn't be there yeah. for long periods of time. And they and they they because there are points to where he's like leaves them voice messages, so you hear them. So he's kind of mm-hmm. throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. he probably just was like in his car, and he's like okay, and then he recorded it on yeah. his phone and sent it to them. Uh, but Lori Seaborn, who played Mandy uh, Martin, mm. their mom, yeah, uh, who she would end up being the coach in this movie. She actually co-wrote this movie, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um Jenna Gearing, who played Louise, Aunt mm. Louise. Very beautiful, sweet Aunt Louise. Mm. So, yes, Aunt Louise. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, see. Let me count the Aunt ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk a lot about Aunt Louise in this. Not Not in a weird, you know... Not, not as weirdos, but There there's an un- she plays an uncomfortable role in the yeah. movie. Even though the character herself is not we'll we'll get into yeah. it. Uh Bill Dawes, who plays Rudy. I thought I recognized him. Yeah, big bad Bill Dawes. And then a hilarious <laughs> cameo by jo- Kobe Jones. Mm. Dang it. That's okay. <laughs> the the yeah, the box says there's a hilarious cameo by Kobe Jones and mm-hmm. We'll talk about the cameo. So how and, how would we not how funny? would we know what the DVD box says? Oh well, when we were in high school, mm. we went over to our friend's house. Our friend Zach, and that night Zach was like, "Hey, do you guys want to rent a movie?" Back when you could go to video stores mm-hmm. and rent movies, and we're like, "Sure." And he's like, "Do you want to rent a movie we can make fun of?" Which this was music to our ears because mm-hmm. Zach is not the guy to sit and make fun of movies. Mm-hmm. He doesn't willingly watch bad movies. But we do, and we were really stoked for mm-hmm. this, and so we went, and the goal was to find a movie to do, and we found this movie, and it was exactly what we wanted, mm-hmm. um, We I don't know how well we made fun of it at the time, but it was terrible, and then uh, we had the box in and- based on the box we used to also film videos Mm -hmm. all uh, throughout high school throughout high school and so we decided that we wanted to film the theatrical trailer for this Mm -hmm. and basically what it consisted of was steven had the video box and basically was just reading the back of the video Mm -hmm. box and zach and i were acting it out Mm -hmm. and it was it's still on youtube and it was a lot of fun it's still a lot of fun to go back and and watch but that was sort of the origin of it Mm mm-hmm so the box said a, a hilarious cameo by Kobe Jones, mm-hmm. and featuring uh, Tom Arnold. <laughs> yeah, and basically how we featured that was Stephen would just film the back of the case mm-hmm. and zoom in on the picture Extremely of Tom primitive. Arnold. Extremely primitive. Yeah, exactly. But we we have a history with this movie, mm-hmm. and we definitely wanted to put it on the list and do it. Oh, 2009. Mm. How how I how art the love? How art how I knew these. Um, so, some of the, so those are some of the people in this movie, um, amongst some other kids who, you know, kid actors mm-hmm. who they want to portray as playing soccer. Uh, the VHS previews, how we've been doing the past few episodes. No uh, box office, straight to video. Straight to video, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so the previews, this is an MGM movie, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. The previews was just a montage of MGM movies. It's so like the MGM collection. It's like, buy these movies now, how they used to how they used to do that for studios. Mm-hmm. Bulletproof Monk with Chow Yun-Fat and it's Sean William Scott. strange that that's the first thing on a kid's movie. Right. Right. And they're like, oh, it's Stifler. Stifler from Stif- American kids Pie. Kids think Stifler's funny and hip. Yeah, exactly. And then we switch over to something a bit more appropriate, Agent Cody Banks. Mm. So did that for the Radcast, sort of a pre- uh a pre uh, sotasctic cinema mm-hmm. format style so we may have to re-upload that at some point maybe yeah yeah maybe maybe if 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 we absolutely need to mm-hmm. so here we go the movie opens up on a shot of a soccer game on TV with Dylan and Cole jumping up and down on the couch cheering the name George in unison. The George they are cheering for is soccer superstar George Patrick Owens who we will who we will learn about. You hear a voice off camera say enough about George already and in an act of defiance oh, the- I've seen Seinfeld <laughs> yeah, exactly. um and in an act of defiance, the boys hurl themselves through the coffee table. <laughs> Fuck you, mom! <laughs> they both taken, uh like a backyard wrestlers. Yeah, they suplex each other through the table. Shards are strewn about, and their incapacitated bodies lay splayed as their mother runs in to scold them for breaking furniture and constantly doing crazy things. To their two rambunctious tykes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what struck me was the way she said it was. Uh, you guys are crazy, You're doing all these crazy things. She used "crazy" twice. Yeah. Which using the same word twice in the same sentence gets on my nerves. She co-wrote this movie. Yeah, exactly. Too. I feel like that was improvised. She's mm. like, So if, if it drives me crazy doing these, these crazy, crazy things. things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom-, Tom Arnold runs in and starts providing funny commentary for his unresponsive sons, while Mandy, the mother, looks on disapprovingly. The boys snap out of their coma to try and convince their mom to lighten up because who would get mad at a cute set of twins? Very, it's very easy to get mad <laughs> yeah. at a cute set of twins. And, and here's why. Because they don't realize that twins are freaks in the last true vestiges of old-timey circus sideshows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the the, we're, we're the the very last um, bit of sideshow freaks that were integrated into mm-hmm. regular society. <laughs> main Mainlined, if you, mainstreamed, yeah, if main, you will. Yeah, exactly. Tom Arnold tells them to clean up the mess, and the boys extol the virtues and explain the inhuman athletic feats of their hero, George Patrick Owens. Who of which Tom knows well because they have watched the same soccer game a bajillion times. Mm-hmm. Because he retrieved the video for them. Yeah, smuggled it. Yeah, right. Uh, the, there's a lot of mystery surrounding there's, Tom there's Arnold. There's a lot in this of mystery movie. surrounding Tom Arnold than mm-hmm. every movie he's oh, ever in. Uh, the boys leave the house and they ride their bikes to the park. This is where we meet their friend Mikey, a sweet kid who is running laps because his dad wants him to be conditioned for football season. Mikey, you have something to say? Yeah, well, it's. Yeah, uh, please. There's several instances in this movie where we see Mikey towards the. There's this undercurrent and this feeling of, like, Mikey's dad, he's like, they just show him as, like, this, like, strict taskmaster. Like, you know, you got to be the best. You got to be the best. You know, Mikey, what are you doing? Like, stop. Farting around and yeah. like, oh, it doesn't use fart around. I, I it, it's all kind of the the telltale signs of an abusive yeah. father. Well, and a lot of times in this movie too, Mikey like will come in and be like, "Dad's on the warpath again. I it just need somewhere to hide out until he's all calmed it's down." Like, it's like, uh, what that is not like, oh, what are, you, what are you? Like you're putting that. You're trying to, I guess, be light hearted. You can't be light hearted about no. That. This and is a, a kids movie. There's there's a few things in this movie that you're like, this is a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Like like they're either it's something that I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. and I'm actually in favor of, but this is a kid's movie mm-hmm. and there are things like alluded child abuse. That is way more, a way more serious topic than kids need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mikey runs off. Uh, where was I? Hmm. Let where me think. Where, uh, mm. I also want to say that right out of the gate, you see how the line delivery is Yeah. And how it's like, it's, it's very bad. The ADRs, um, It's very bad. But it's, also, it's like disjointed. Yeah. And the Sprouse twins, like they, it's like awkward. And they talk so fast, and they do yeah. so while like trying to force one liners. Yeah. But like, it's not smooth. It's no. just like, um, it's da and yeah, but they talk so fast. Also, da, 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 da. <laughs> to... yeah, like, but they talk so fast that you can only catch like every third word. To, like, right? What? Exactly. Yeah, and that's all the kids in this. Pretty almost all the kids in this movie. That's a lot of the kids. Yeah, most of the adults are like, okay, they it's the the dialogue is stupid, but at mm-hmm. least they deliver it and you can understand it. So Mikey runs off, and the boys comment on how they wish Mikey would play because he would rule all kind of ass. But his dad hates soccer and wants to vicariously live out a successful football career through his son. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? It's, it's it's natural bodily function. Yeah, like sneezing yeah, and did, farting. Did, did <laughs> there's there's a lot of farting in this movie. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is this is a really like a paint by numbers. That's kids a movie. that's a good way to put it. not only a paint by number kids movie but a paint by number underdog kids sports the, but movie that that, that it, it's not it, it's something that I don't know if they tried if they even put in the effort to try mm-hmm. and be like a sandlot or yeah. little giants or if they just were fine with falling amongst the dozens and dozens of movies yeah. exactly like this. Stick a pen in Sandlot because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some of the IMDB reviews oh, okay. <laughs> and and there there's some things in there that I'm like, um actually the Sandlot had this, this and this right. and that's what you're complaining about. Um, But Mikey runs off the Boys, come, uh, And also Mikey's dad We'll talk about Mikey's dad He's a police officer Who he's pushing Mikey so hard right Because like he blew out his knee or something So yeah so like They, they give this exposition Like the the twins give the exposition yeah. to one another About like Yeah his he dad Blah blah name, yeah. there, He was a high school football Blah Because also the talks of you Can't understand him Right uh, exactly Kind of uh, like us <laughs> Yes Yes the two proceed to kick a ball back and forth, and in wi- a wild kick, sends the ball flying. We see a shot of a foot stopping it, and the camera pans out. Camera pans out to show us a freckle-faced child with slick back red hair and a square-faced child with spiky hair, menacingly approaching the boys. The red-haired child is to be assumed as their bully, and he begins to taunt the twins. So there's a lot of stuff about like sexy butts and sexy mama's underwear and stuff Ooh, like Ooh, yeah. It's like when you found your mama's underwear. Yeah, it's like better than is sexy sk- mama's underwear. It's like you bet in the skidmock ones you wear. It's, yeah, a, it's there's purpose. It's to stupid. It, but, yeah. Uh he then the red haired boy then introduces them to his cousin, the spiky haired boy, and says his do you remember these kids' names? One is the red haired kid's name is Rusty and the other kid's <laughs> Rusty. name is um Trevor. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, the spiky-haired boy says his soccer team, the Yellow Jackets, always win the championship and they destroy everybody and no one scores on them. Dylan, With the glasses, mm. Dylan starts talking shit about he ain't shit and his mama ain't shit and his team ain't shit, much to the chagrin of Cole, who is pleading with him to calm down because they are little pipsqueaks who weigh a combined 50 pounds and his big mouth is going to get their asses kicked. Mm. Seven ways to Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the, Dylan, Dylan then says, "If their team loses, the twins will moon everyone in homeroom." Which if they, these kids are like ten, so exactly they, like, they have one room that they're in. Yeah, well, and it seemed no one wants to see a little tiny ten-year-old nutsack. No. no, I that no, I don't. Yeah, I don't even like saying it. Ugh, ugh, sorry, sorry, everyone. Uh, th- th- but yeah, well, then it start off as. If the bad guys win, just Dylan and Cole will do it, and it's, then it so and then it like it evolved into you know the the losing team of the ch- the state championship yeah quarter cup finals something uh, like that will yeah. moon the crowd or something okay like that it's, and then well and then it was like all the teams that didn't win moon and they're like but what about the those other teams aren't going to agree to this so they're like okay if you win. We'll do it. We win. You do it kind of thing. Yeah. So the boys uh, take the bet and Cole is pissed Mm -hmm. because he did not want to do this. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Exactly. That was their dialogue as the boys walk home. Mm -hmm. From the park, they get bumped into by a mysterious long-haired drifter who is dressed like a grease monkey. And he's wearing like a Wayne Campbell wig. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's very clearly a wig. Mm -hmm. Dylan and Cole wonder what his deal is and make their way in the house. Tom Arnold is in his office on a mysterious phone call, talking about purple hearts or something. And at this point, we find out he has to go out of town on business. He tells the boys he's flying out for a few days and can't coach them at the moment. They are understandably distraught over this. And as quick as he delivers his news, the car. As quick as he delivers the news, a car is there to pick him up. Mm-hmm. They walk in on their dad like playing video games. And, oh like, yeah, well, they, yeah. They walk in and they're like, "Oh, that greasy dude!" Like. Got me all dirty. You got my shirt dirty. Oh, yeah, dirty. and they're like, since when do you care about germs or something like that? hmm He lets Mandy... Five-second the... rule. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So what the... the uh, I'd say Tom Arnold's the only, like, quality actor in this movie. Yeah. He, he, has, he has comedic timing mm-hmm. and comedic delivery. And you know that's an issue when Tom Arnold is yeah. the best one in your movie. But that's what they were banking on. Yeah. And that's where most of their bank role went to is Tom mm-hmm. Arnold. Uh, So Tom lets Manny, the mom, know of his list of potential replacements before he leaves. The next day we see, because he's their Uh, soccer coach. Yes. Oh, yes. The dad is the mm -hmm. soccer coach. Uh, So the next day we see the mom reading a soccer rule book saying the words corner kick different ways as if the way you actually communicate the term will help people learn it. Mm -hmm. She's like, corner kick, corner kick. That's the thing. These movies irritate me as somebody who I like to think I have a pretty good grasp on comedy is it's the forced attempts of being funny by saying things in a silly way or making funny faces or um, dare I even say like excessive fart jokes yeah. and listen saying of fart i love fart jokes farts are great but like that's clearly a crutch in this movie exactly they lean they you're leaning on the wrong things right exactly so we find out that she couldn't get a hold of any of the replacements so she would assume the coaching duties mm-hmm. womp womp uh-oh a girl here mom won the pennant by oh, matt, yeah, christopher. matt christopher christopher The boys are embarrassed, but Mom provides solace in the form of a postcard sent to them by their Aunt Louise, who lives in New York and is coming to visit. Mm -hmm. We cut to Mom unable to start the car because she's a woman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because she left the lights on again. Oh, yes. Not because she's a woman. (laughs) She can't start start the car because she's a woman. She left the lights on again because she's a woman. Because she's a woman, so forgetful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The nameless drifter pops out of nowhere with a spare battery to jump it. He walks away and Louise whips into the driveway right as mom was about to pull out. You can tell... Uh, Maybe Tom Arnold should have pulled out then wouldn't have two stupid twins. Yeah. She could be joining him on these excursions to wherever he's going. God knows where. Yeah. We, We don't even know. In the movie. Not it's even just God going knows. over... Yeah, exactly. God abandoned this movie a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You can tell Louise is a free spirit by the way she dresses, which would be a sore spot for all parents in the IMDb review section for, for the movie. Yes, I would like to hear what they have to say. Uh, I don't have the actual reviews in front mm-hmm. of me, but most of them were berating the movie for the over-sexualization over-sexual- of Louise mm-hmm. because most of the movie, the things she wears show a lot of skin. Yeah, she doesn't. I don't think she owns a complete shirt. Yeah, and really, the only time she wears anything, like of any sort of extended coverage, she wore she wears a leotard at one point, mm-hmm. and even that leaves very little to the imagination. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was definitely definitely a lot of comments of of parents who were like, "Ugh, the the kids are saying jackass and piss <sighs> and ugh." They're just they're talking back, and this Louise character is being sexualized by a bunch of children, and and which is uncomfortable. Right, and, I'd say that's the only like part to me that's uncomfortable. Like a kids movie, yeah, whatever. Swearing they, they had. I don't care about swearing, yeah. but she doesn't need to be dressed the way she is. And listen, this is me within the frame of a kids movie as mm-hmm. an adult man. Louise is a very beautiful woman. Yeah, and I have no issue with the clothes she's wearing, but within. The frame of a kid's movie read is Read the Room. It's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, Read the room, Louise. She's she's one of the better characters. She's like, not one of the bad. better actors. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some funny comedic beats that she and has. She kind of fills the role as like the the out there, crazy yeah, sidekick yeah. to the mom. She's like this free spirit flower yeah, child. Exactly. But there are several times where it's like, Jesus, Louise. Come on now. <laughs> it's listen, it's it doesn't it? The only time that it would make any sense is if you're at a game and, mm-hmm. you know, as she would say in the movie, if there's any single dads around. Yeah. But it's just the kids. Just looking around for single dills, baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck, Louise. Yeah. Uh, but there's only... There's just the kids around. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need... Like, put on a baggy sweater and some sweatpants. Yeah. Exactly. So, the boys rode separate to practice to avoid embarrassment, even though embarrassment is inevitable mm-hmm. because they're going to the same place. Yep. So... We get to the first practice. Mom introduces herself as the coach, and the little chauvinists in training are not having Mm -mm, it. Nope. They're commenting on how they will get laughed off the field, and they'll be endlessly harassed for learning empathy and patience and stuff like that. And the boys are then completely distracted by Louise, who is struggling to get the balls out of the ball bag. The amount of sexualizing they write these children to do over her is fairly uncomfortable, but Louise doesn't take any shit. Mm Mm-hmm. She's all like, well, you little predators, this hot body has just come back from overseas where I was training Olympic athletes in movement and dance. Mm. Whatever that looks like for Olympic athletes. So if you're interested in my services, then if you're not interested in my services, it's your loss. Yeah, exactly. And it's something like that. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah. it's these kids are like we can't take. Wait a minute, we can't take orders from a bunch of women. It's like yeah. what about your mommies? Yeah, exactly. The kids are like eleven years old. You have no other choice. Yeah. and what about the, your teachers? One of the kids in a leather jacket named Sal. Mm-hmm. He's like, I thought our coach was a Mister. Misters don't have boobs. And it's like Sal, I'm fairly confident that the misters in your family alone have boobs. Yeah, probably a couple, uh, couple C cup, C cup daddies, yeah, C-cup, couple C cup daddies. Uh, we cut to a slow-motion montage of the kids doing stretches with Louise and pretty competently running soccer drills. That's the other thing. This movie goes back and forth as to how bad these kids are. Yeah. Like, at some points, they're fairly competent. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're kids in a soccer game. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not the greatest. It's not super impressive, but they're kids. Mm -hmm. And then they go to a point to where they're completely uncoordinated Mm -hmm. and they can't even take two steps without falling and so yeah but this is like back and forth it's not like they start there and work their way up mm. they start the the drills they're doing here they're running them pretty okay mm-hmm. so uh this goes on for far too long but mercifully practice comes to an end mom is talking about how good a pra- how it was a good practice and she feels like this team has heart But the children continue to be distracted by the adult woman and Daisy Duke sunbathing with their soccer schedules. Yeah, and then they're like, when are we going to play soccer? It's like, what do we just do? We just played soccer today. When they get home, Mom laments about not knowing what she is doing and ruining Cole and Dylan's life when Louise sees the mysterious man walk by. She is understandably creeped out by a dirty drifter aimlessly walking around suburban streets, but Mom says he helped jump the car this morning, so he's cool. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah We cut to another practice Where now all of a sudden The kids are totally uncoordinated And it's filled with farts Falls And four eyes Using his hands Yes exactly That's and it's one of the things Is Dylan Can't do a head ball Without using it Putting his hands in front of yeah, his face Yeah Because he, he doesn't want To break his glasses mm-hmm. He's scared to break his glasses The a geek yeah, as and, he says. And this movie also has weird sound effects to it. Yeah, Not like, like f- fart, but like yeah, like Eduardo, a well, fat a little fat kid named Eduardo, which he's henceforth known as Ed Fardo whenever mm-hmm. I talk about him. He farts and he runs by Mandy, the mom, the yeah. coach. And yeah, like you said, she like waves her arms back and forth it's like <laughs> It's just it's stupid. It's it's you can't try and win me over with a fart joke because it's not very well used. Forced, forced moments of mm-hmm. humor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is where we see for the first time that Dylan is afraid to head the ball because he wears glasses, which will continue to play into the story. They get home from practice and we see Mikey again running laps around the neighborhood. Louise greets him and Mikey talks again about his dad pushing him really hard with football. He runs away and Louise and Mom are concerned for his physical, mental, and emotional well-being. As they should be. It's too yeah. responsible. Well... One of them is a responsible adult. The other one is uh, Louise is responsible. She's enough. just she's just free spirited. Okay. She, well, Whatever. she's not responsible enough to dress appropriately around children. It, actually, yeah, this is this is very true. Never mind. Uh, I love you, Louise. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mom apologizes to the twins about being a woman, and they listen to a message from Dad. (laughs) Do you like that? Yes. Sorry, guys, for having a vagina. Where else would you come out of a butt? (laughs) I literally got pooped out. Tom Arnold won't be able to make it to the first game, and the boys storm off in a huff. We now see their first game, and surprise, surprise, it's a total disaster. Terrible. The goalie is missing easy saves. Kids are running the wrong way. Luis is nursing injured players on the sideline, which I would almost bet that half of those injuries are faked. Yeah, just Just, just to lay in Luis's lap. mm Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been one of the fakers. Yes. And then (laughs) Fardo comes up and says, what time is it? She's like, why? He's like, I want to go home. (laughs) Why? I want to go home and watch television. (laughs) She's like, get out there and play ball. Which that was me when we played baseball. Yeah, I want to go home and watch wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once we got to about middle school, I I didn't have fun with baseball anymore. I just wanted to stay home and watch wrestling. And so after the game, the boys are dejected because they find out Tom Arnold has to now fly overseas. They leave to go unload soccer balls from the van, which now I'm just imagining this is what the waiting process was for the filmmakers for Tom Arnold. Oh yeah, like it's... he like he committed and he kept calling and being like, "Oh, I gotta keep pushing it back." Hey guys, go, it back. gotta go to the track. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll call you back. I'll call you back about mm-hmm. the movie. So this that he kept. So this is art imitating life. Yes, this is how the filmmakers had to wait for Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. Kept leaving them messages about how he keeps breaking promises. Mhm. And so mom has to listen to messages from parents about how their kids ain't playing for no den mothers. Yeah, exactly. That was Sal's dad. Sal's Chauvinistic dad. Yeah. child. I will say Sterling's mom was kind of nice. Sterling's one of the, one of the more low key kids. Mm-hmm. He ends up playing goal in the final game, uh, playing goalie in the final game. Mm-hmm. She's like, Sterling won't be playing anymore. Thank you. Yeah. it's Yeah. That's all you got to say. Yeah, exactly. So Dylan and Cole are unloading soccer balls from the van. When a couple, when a couple balls roll in the street, and when suddenly, a car comes flying down a residential street, and before it can make roadkill of our heroes, Hulk Hogan runs out in a pair of vibrantly colored pants to pull them out of the way. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Wait, hold on, no, I, got the, I got the notes for next week mixed up with, with this week. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm not hosting again, ha-ha. <laughs> Some maniac comes flying down the street at like 90 miles per hour. Yeah, and the way the scene plays out, they try and make you forget that this dickhead was breaking the law. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the greasy stranger who yanks them out of death clutches Hulk Hogan. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i guess yeah that's still pl- that's, i'm still in my next week's notes damn it so it's the stranger who yanks them out of the way of death clutches and for no reason at all he begins to do cool soccer moves to kick the balls back in the van completely defeating the purpose of cole and dylan being out there in the first place mm-hmm. mom and louise run out wondering if they're okay the driver apologizes and speeds off and the stranger vanishes vanishes excuse mm-hmm. me yeah the next day the boys leave in search of their savior eventually finding him trapped under a car in someone's driveway <laughs> help me <laughs> yeah, he sounds like johnny bravo he sounds like he's an elvis impersonator oh like a funky funky chicken yes yeah, it's, it's johnny bravo <laughs> do the monkey with me do the monkey with me well also first before i teach your soccer you gotta do the monkey with me so i i have an issue with because you mentioned that the guy speeding down a residential street, he stops just in time. But then, unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) uh, But, uh, uh, all the mom says, they're just shaking up. Thank you. It's like, what? Thank like, you for what huh? Yeah, you would, almost I, hit my kid. If I heard he was going, you know you can hear it. Yeah. If I heard that and I saw I would be you mother Yeah. Man. Like and I am What not, the hell are you doing? Yeah, at the like, middle of the night speeding down a residential and street. It, it would you know, be totally like, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't lose my cool no. like that. Um not even like in traffic. I try not right. to, but like I would be like cussing and damning mm-hmm. him like up and down. Specifiedly suffi- so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he should drive off with his tail between his legs. Yeah, exactly. Because he made a stupid like, decision. You don't say. Don't say anything to me. Get in your car and leave yeah. and get out of here. Yeah. So he's not trapped under the car. He's working on it. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, the boys are excitedly asking him about last night, but he is adamant about them just forgetting it. They didn't see shit. One of them actually can't see shit mm-hmm. because he wears glasses. Uh, but they, they ain't buying it. They're mm-hmm. like, no. You, we, we saw you because he's like, I fell down. <laughs> I wish I could fall like that, yeah. one of them says. What a terrible excuse. Uh, I, I fell down. I fell down. He's doing like bicycle kicks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They tell them that they play soccer because they suck at everything else and they wish they could be like their dad because he married Roseanne Barr. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, Sal and Ed Fardo drop by the Sprouse house and mom greets them and apologizes about the season. They shrug and say, well, don't have boobs next time, and wonder where the twins are at. She's like, fair point. Yeah, she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got me. Mom thought they were at the arcade with them, but nay, this isn't the case. No more concern is applied to the situation, and we just cut to a scene of the boys talking their new friend's ear off. Sal and Ed Fardo are... Dressed like two L.A. LA gangbangers. Yeah, they're like dressing... Like, Ed Fardo is dressed to the nines. Like he's got like, like he's got like the long socks and like the 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 cat the like the stocking cap mm-hmm. and the plaid shirt. The, I'm pretty sure not not a, I won't say an LA gang member. I'll say the lead singer of suicidal tendencies. Yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Which I was surprised his bi- I surprised his bike wasn't like one of those low rider bikes with the big monkey like, just or uh the ape hangers. Like, and... just go all the way with it. Mm-hmm. Uh they introduce themselves and the stranger introduces himself as Rudy. So now the stranger has a name and he will henceforth be known as Rudy. They ask Rudy to teach them stuff, and he agrees. The scene ends with Rudy teaching them how to head a ball, and Four Eyes continues to use his hands. Mm -hmm. The boys get home and tell them about Rudy. Tell them. Tell mom. Mom and Louise about Rudy. Rudy also sounds pal. Not only does he sound like Johnny Bravo, he also goes in and out of sounding like Boomhauer from King of the Hill. And he falls asleep all the time, too. Like, is this a comedic device? I don't understand what you're doing here. Um, They... Uh okay, unfazed by this, mom tells them to get in the bath. They resist, probably because they're old enough to take showers and still shouldn't be bathing together. Yeah, exactly. That's that stuck out to me. I was like, "Why did they why a why are you taking a bath?" and B, "Why are they bathing together?" Mhm. Just weird. Save water. I guess so. The next day, mom entrusts the boys with delivering food to an elderly neighbor. They leave the house and instead neglect the old bag in favor of more soccer lessons with Rudy. After the lessons, the boys talk about their love for George Patrick Owens, and Rudy discloses that he knows George Patrick Owens. Mm. Amazed, the kids wonder why he has disappeared, to which Rudy said it's because he is on the run from some gangsters who told him to throw the Scotland's World Cup match against Italy. The boys tell Sal and Edfardo Fardo at school the next day about Rudy, and we see the redhead bully again. He taunts them about having to forfeit against his team, and he reminds them of their wager, and Sal is none too pleased but they don't have a team anymore yeah 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 exactly yeah it's well still holding you to it though it's uh, okay like we hold you to your commitments yeah well i guess that's, that's, that's fine i guess whatever the twins take their friends hey twins have friends no, that sounded like it wrong. Oh, twins take their friends. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the twins take their friends to Rudy's house, but he isn't there. Sal and Ed ride away when Rudy threatens them with a rake, <laughs> saying they can't be trusted. So, I, the order, so the order, He told them not to tell. He told yeah. the twins not to tell, yeah. but the twins are going off on the mouth about it, and Sal and Afardo don't believe them, and Dylan or Cole turns remember, around, yeah. and yeah, Sal threatens him with a rake. It's it's like I told you can't be trusted You can't be trusted sonny boy Hey pretty mama (laughs) Go get your pretty mama Yeah. Uh, The four boys sit under a tree at the park And Rudy shows up anyway to help them out All the while mom is walking around town Looking for Dylan and Cole She finds her food basket, and before she can find a rotting corpse, the scene cuts back to the park, and Rudy looking horrified at how bad all these kids are at soccer. And uh, one of them's dressed like Arnold Palmer from the 60s. (laughs) That's true. That was another criticism uh, the parents' reviews had, was one of them dressed stupid. (laughs) That's... Extremely petty yeah, for somebody exactly. to say, Oh, that's why this movie's yeah. terrible. It's like, first of all, they're supposed to look like ragamuffins because like yeah. they're they're supposed to be these cute kids who like, oh, they dress like the little rascal you know, the little rascals dressed them or whatever. Right. Cause like they're they're just kind of just piecing together outfits. Yeah. Exactly. It's, okay, that's such they're a quirky. Stu- yeah. That's such a dumb thing to point yeah. out. Also in the reviews, people are like they shouldn't, I don't like how kids are using bad language and they're sexualizing women. Go watch The Sandlot. That's a better movie. It's like, have you watched The Sandlot? Yes. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd say every character in that movie says a, a cuss word at least yeah. once. Um, and have you ever watched the scene with Wendy Peppercorn? Exactly. Uh, they're closer in age with Wendy Peppercorn, Steven. Uh, it's still like it's, a nine-year-old lusting after a teenager. Yes. This is very true. And so, while they're practicing, Mikey shows up, and Mikey shows up. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's like you play soccer a little more. Yeah. Rudy criticizes American football because you hardly use your feet, but then he puts Mikey in goal to barely use his feet. Yeah. And then he, he heads a ball to a Fardo who catches it, and he's like, good catch. Yeah. C- like, <laughs> what? Good catch. You're just, you're just talking now. The boys walk home and get excited at the prospect of Rudy helping their mom coach. And Mikey's dad pulls up like a lunatic, puts Mikey in the car, scoffs at him playing soccer, and threatens Rudy. Mm-hmm. Mikey's dad's a cop too. That'll yeah. that'll that'll play into uh, a line mm-hmm. here. And what was the line that it they was, said? It was he's a uh, he's a local blowhard who hides who hides behind a badge. Which is very which it's very accurate for a lot of police officers. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yep. Uh, anyway. Um, I mean, off, off that soapbox. Yeah, anyway, Louise and Mom are waiting for the boys to come home because they want to go out and get their drink on. Mm-hmm. The, the boys show up, and Mom asks about her basket. They ignore the question and introduce her to Rudy. Rudy asks to help coach, and Mom agrees. Mom and Mom and, Mom, mm-hmm. Mom and Louise are driving home. Oh, I thought you heard something. No, it's like a dog. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mom and louise are driving home from the restaurant louise is talking about rubbing chocolate cake on her ass and then the oh, topic yeah. of rudy comes up oh yeah and no uncertain terms yeah exactly uh, oh yeah <laughs> cake farts <laughs> <Ugh. Ugh>, god <laughs> well, anyway people liked weird things in the 2000s yeah i don't it's like uh, rubbing cake on your ass whatever mm-hmm. louise theorizes that he, rudy is so mysterious because maybe he's on the run or hiding from someone Mom does not see this as a red flag. She instead applauds Louise's sleuthing skills and contends that Rudy is great with the kids, so he is all right by her. Yes. Uh, yeah, to Pres- Prescott, who Tom Arnold's character is yeah, Prescott, yeah, said I'm just, he can ca- be- I'm just calling him Tom Arnold Oh, yeah, the Tom time. Arnold. He's like, Tom Arnold said he can be trusted, as, like, says the guy who's oh, not there. Oh, yeah, because that's a little more exposition on, like, everyone knows who Rudy is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but can Tom Arnold be trusted? Well, this is a more existential question. Once, <laughs> once you find out uh, Tom Arnold's um, relation to Rudy, it makes sense that uh, Tom yes, Arnold would yes. say hey, he can, but he 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 can be trusted. He can be trusted. Yeah. But I'm talking more about the existential real life question of can we really trust Tom Arnold? <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> well, I'd side point you to movies I had mentioned earlier, uh, Big Bully the and the Stupids and Carpool. Yeah. Uh, they then see Mikey at the park in the middle of the night practicing punts while his dad screams at him. It really feels like the next time we see Mikey, he's going to have a black eye claiming he ran into a door or something. Yeah. Which not not making light of child no, abuse. it's No, just, it's just, it seems like this is just a powder keg ready to blow. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, the Mikey character worries me because of how serious the situation is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is a kid's movie, they're not going to go deeper into it. Right. And they're going to turn Mikey's dad eventually... Uh, Hmm. They're relying on making Mikey's dad a good guy later. Yeah. So they're not going to tackle, you know, deeper situations like emotional abuse and stuff like that. Anyway, at the first practice back as a team, Luis makes a crack to the mom about the quitters and deserters showing back up, which is an apt description of these children who are just doing what their parents told them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't care how nurturing she is. She's a woman. But we got, we, we got the weird dude who lurks around the neighborhood to come, Coach. Sterling's back on the squad. <laughs> uh, all right. Finally, a man. A man yeah. is at the helm. Sal's back, baby. <laughs> Sal's back, baby. He got a mo- Uh, We get a montage of Rudy working with them at the end of the practice, and it's just him and the Lu- uh, – no, we get a m- montage of Rudy working with them, and at the end of the practice, it's just him and Louise. He kindly asks Louise to help out the kids with their movement seeds are planted and louise is a bit smitten that's the th- that's the thing it's like uh, louise is starting to show endearment and maybe even yeah. interest in rudy uh, but to her at this point rudy is still a dirty bum uh <laughs> it's very, but she but comes from new york so maybe back. that's the standard now for the types of men she's interested in yeah, very true there's a montage of louise teaching dance which is the only time in the movie she wears something that doesn't show much skin mm-hmm. but it's a leotard so it's not really a. Very good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the next game, they start looking better as a team. However, Dylan flubs a header opportunity, and the opposing team wins on a penalty kick. Mom has to talk Dylan down, but Luis... Talk him off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She has to talk Dylan down. She's like, it's not your fault, even though I contend it was his fault. The goalie has to stop that, though. They don't get in that situation if he completes the header. Goalie goalie's still got to stop it. Well, we're just at, we're just gonna di- agree to we're disagree. At an yeah, just gonna agree to agree to disagree here. Mandy is concerned with Dylan. Mandy's the mom. I, yes. I realized in my notes that I interchanged Mandy and mom. Mandy is concerned about Dylan, but Louise says she's doing great, and Mandy expresses her appreciation for Rudy. As she says this, we get a shot of Rudy practicing headers with Dylan in the middle of the street. Mm, yeah. Also, Cole kind of gets shafted in this in this movie in terms of like a detailed, quote unquote arc. Mm-hmm. Like, he, there's not much to Cole in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which, if it were me, I mean, spoiler alert, he scores the winning goal. So, so I guess that's cool. Cole actually so, there, sco- there you go. Cole actually scores goals in this movie. Cole scores goals. Exactly. The next scene is a, mo- a lot of montage in this movie. The next mm-hmm. scene is a montage of the ter. Oh, it's a montage of the... The team's name is the Terriers. Mm. But as I was typing it, my phone suggested terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> the Terriers. Oh, no. So, I thought I would... Um, I thought I'd slip it in there, but I decided against it. And so the next scene is a montage of the Terriers on a winning streak. After the montage, we see Luis doing her nails in their gazebo while the twins and mom read out loud in unison about their winning streak. Mm. The boys are pumped and start talking about all, start talking all about getting soccer contracts and Porsches and Poon, to which oh. Luis makes a crack about how, until then, mommy still has to drive them to the mall to get their Poon. Oh. <laughs> she's right though yeah yeah exactly while, prepar- while preparing for the next game Mikey shows up to the house to hide out for a bit oh, which God. is very concerning God those are the Almighty. words he uses mm-hmm. can I s- stay here for a little bit dad's on a war path he's like we we lost yesterday or I, missed, I yeah, missed he fucked up some scoot. crucial punts mm-hmm. and dad is on a war path mom invites him to the game and we have no evidence to whether or not he took her up on that the Terriers win again and in the next game they play the red headed bullies team the roosters they win a physical matchup, and they are one game away from qualifying for the league title. The team goes to get ice cream to celebrate. Celebrate, and Dylan and Cole run into the spiky-haired yellow jacket kid again, and he threatens them and introduces them to the yellow jacket's stud goalie, a short husky boy named Bobby. Spiky boy pours his drink on the heads of the twins, effectively wasting a perfectly good milkshake. Oh, a waste of a milkshake. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that, I was that That angered me. <laughs> that angered me. <laughs> I know you like your sweets. I love my sweets. Tom Arnold sends the team some cool warm-up sweats, and the package is delivered by none other than soccer superstar Kobe Jones in a hilarious cameo. Hilarious cameo by Kobe Jones. It's Here's what's annoying about it. They think they recognize him, but he's all like, nope, just a stupid mailman. Mm-hmm. And all the while, the boys explore the box, and while their backs are turned, Kobe is being Kobe, doing cool Kobe tricks. And when they keep looking back, he does that stupid thing where people are like... Yeah, like, like the whistling and like... Like, nothing to see here. Yeah, to which no one says, what are you still doing here? Mm-hmm. We already we signed for the package. Yeah. Why do you leave? Uh, the scene goes on way too long. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it does. <laughs> In the qualifying game, the score is close, but Dylan commits another handball, leading to the penalty kick that ends the game. Uh, Dylan commits a, Dylan goes home, destroys his room, mad at himself for costing his team a shot at the title. Cole runs in screaming, while Dylan starts ripping up their George Patrick Owens poster. Mm-hmm. You know how pissed I'd be if I walked up and you were if I walked in, and you were ripping like an X Men poster. It's like we share that, you son of a bitch. You know how angry I'd be if I walked in and you were ripping my Mike Piazza poster. I know you'd have to hold an entire press conference. Exactly. Just like in Mike Piazza in the early two thousands. Okay, I think it was Sports Illustrated alluded to the fact that he might be a homosexual yes, <laughs> which he who de- cares? he decided exactly he was so insecure either he's it's his insecurity or he's covering some or he's covering up the truth either way he held an entire press conference to clear his name that it's like just i want to let everybody know here i'm not gay <laughs> the, the, the level of insecurity is like baffling yeah um and so mom comes in and just chalks this meltdown up as an okay ending to a pretty crummy day that's they do that a couple times it was like that was not a great ending to a good day and that, like that's that's the that's what? one of the big things they say ever every now and then is like that was an okay ending to a pretty crummy day what's she talking about well i don't know that meltdown was pretty trouble pretty bad yeah. you don't know what it's like to be a geek It's Uh like uh, well, your mom married Tom Arnold, and she dresses like a '50s housewife. I think she does know what it's like to be a geek. Yeah. The next day, both boys are attempting to fix the poster when Mom comes in and suggests they all go see a movie. After Mom leaves the room, they look at the poster and the picture of the look at the the, so there's a picture of Rudy in the paper because they're on a winning streak. Yeah, exactly. And there's this woman who's just she's dead set on getting pictures of them. Yeah, exactly. So they look at the picture of Rudy in the paper compare it to the picture on the poster and they make a stunning realization we cut to them tracking down rudy and excitedly screaming that he is their lord and savior george patrick owens mm-hmm. you're Henry george patrick scotsman yeah you're shamrock the uh, leprechaun shillelagh even that's though irish. that's irish yeah um, Rudy, but the and you'll see why, cause it's like so cartoonish. So, yeah, yeah. But Rudy doesn't know what they're talking about. They show him the newspaper, and he is mortified. Out of nowhere, Rudy puts on his best groundskeeper Willie accent, yeah. and says, "This is no bueno. Mm-hmm. A, f- a friend of he said a friend of his told him to hide out in this milk toast town because he would be safe here, but now he's fucked. Cause he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah." Now there are dangerous men who know where he is, and we cut to a scene of two Italian stereotypes on the way to rub Rudy out. We see Tom... Yes? I didn't say, anything. Oh, I, okay. say anything. I thought you were taking a breath to say something. Can I just breathe? <laughs> Am I allowed? <laughs> I suppose. We see Tom Arnold in a conference room dressed up as an international police... Dressed? Oh. Oh. He's not... Dr- yeah, so the the he's in an international Italian police station. He's in, he's in the same getup he was in weeks before. Prior, yeah exactly which is tom arnold was probably only there a day a day yeah and he's like i don't want to do any wardrobe changes either um and he sees rudy's picture in the paper which how did this local paper get to italy and how did it get to wherever these mobsters were hmm. like what kind of reach does this local newspaper have the world may never know yes so due to some sort of rule violation the team that was playing the yellow jackets in the championship mud cats mm-hmm. the got yellow jackets are the the, the bad, bad guys the bad guys yeah i've alluded to them a couple mm-hmm. times uh so the the Mudcats got disqualified so now the terriers are in the big game i want to know why the Mudcats got disqualified Why they get disqualified I had a 19 year old on the team yeah. they got the measles and they got the mumps yeah like mighty ducks yeah it's true yeah uh, you got disqualified for getting sick <laughs> yeah the boys spill the beans to louise about rudy so they do the old switcheroo to get Rudy out of his house and into their garage. The boys tell mom that Rudy has laryngitis, so he can't make it. So. Yeah, I don't know. But then for later, some reason, yeah, they say he has laryngitis, so he can't make it. And then later yeah. they're like, Rudy said he'll meet us at the field. Yeah, I thought he had laryngitis. Yeah, we so we find out Dexter the goalie has his appendix removed, so he can't make it. Mikey walks up and says his dad is on a warpath again, but Manny tells him he really should be home in the line of fire. We cut, yeah, because she's like, he really should be there when your dad wakes up. He wakes, is he in a drunken stupor? I never said he was asleep. Yeah, exactly. We cut to Louise dressed as Rudy, hopping in Rudy's car and leading the bad guys on a high speed chase through a residential neighborhood. The car blows by the twins' house, and mom says, There goes Rudy. Mm -hmm. Then the twins tell her Rudy will meet them at the field. It's like, but he has, they said he wouldn't make it. He has laryngitis. But they also say Louise will meet them at the field. So. Where's L- she's not asking you know, where's your aunt louise and she lives with us mm-hmm. louise picks up rudy and they head to the field on the way rudy introduces himself as george patrick owens mm-hmm. and she's like uh where'd your accent go i was like i mean he's been talking he kind of had them. an accent he's, already he, they, he's talking like johnny bravo yeah he had an accent now he just has another accent yeah exactly <laughs> we get to the field and the yellow jackets approach dylan cole and Ed Fardo for some for some intimidation we also get a shot of Mikey's dad showing up looking for him and a shot of the mobsters on the phone telling their boss they lost George Patrick Owens. We see the Yellow Jackets coach give a crazy villain pep talk to his team and then the shot pans up to reveal he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. He's just uh, angry at the world. I guess I think the actor is in a wheelchair. Probably. So they're like, oh, this guy's fine. And then it's like, oh, he's a... I didn't know if this supposed to be played for comedy. I'm glad- it's like, you go out there and do what I can't do. I'm glad they didn't make it a point to say he's in a wheelchair they just show yeah. he's in a wheelchair hey kid could you give me the trophy i'm in a wheelchair hey why don't you can you can you hand me that thing i'm in a wheelchair <laughs> yes uh george patrick owen shows up just in time to which he remarks so what i took a shower i yeah is that what he said it's like, he's like so, so so i, so I took it, a shower so, huh? so so i took a bath yeah so like, that's what yeah. What, So a shower or something like that. First of all, the kids, the kids, like a few more questions for him. Yeah, the kids like they should be like, "Who are you? Who are you?" Yeah, exactly. First of all, we know Rudy is Johnny Bravo guy. Yeah, and you talk a different kind of funny. Um, Yeah, and then you just he's usually greasy and has a wig or has matted hair. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who you are. <clears throat> he, he explains it soon. Uh, the but game, the kids react like they know him already. Yeah, but Before the, the game's got to get underway. And he tells them to sit on the bahooties. Oh, yeah, sit on your bahooties. Bahootie? Uh The game gets underway, and at the end of the first half, George Patrick Owens gathers the team together to give them the skinny. He was like them. He loved the game his whole life. He got to finally achieve his dream, but eventually the business side reared its ugly head. He's, he decided to not give in, and it got him in trouble. Uh-oh. In trouble. With some bad people in trouble. Yeah. Coaching them made him want to take the risk and be himself. Put them in harm's way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he proceeds to give vague instruction on how to conduct themselves in the second half, and they get to it. He's like, pass, pass, pass. All you need to do is pass. Like, Nothing don't even about shooting. shooting. Yeah. If you even get tempted to shoot, pass to the other guy. Yeah, exactly. The score is tied at 1-1 when the Terriers goalie gets a shot to the nuts on a rebound. He is out and they wonder who can take over. Mikey emerges and says he can do it. The boys reveal to their confused mother that not only did they cram Mikey into the van and sneak him there, they prepared for this exact moment by adding him to the roster at the beginning of the year. I, like, I don't but know but at no point did like the athletic director of the league be like this Mikey kid's got to play everyone has to play you got to put him in the game you need a way to get him there yeah. to make it legal yeah as it, if that were I guess that's and you it, know what I appreciate that attention to detail instead of just being like okay and they're also adding an unregistered coach on another team Rudy yeah. so well, well Rudy's technically registered right not I mean with I, the, I, probably not with the league. I would assume they registered him cuz he's been there for the majority of the season. Who uh, cares? Who cares? We don't know if the movie doesn't tell us. This the movie tells us this. Yeah, i us say the movie just yeah. told us. So so leave it alone. Yeah, I'm talking about like Rudy being the coach. Yeah, it's just uh I don't know. Anyway, Mikey goes in and dominates, and his dad all of a sudden changes his mind and cheers on his son, hoping we forget about all the mental abuse he has caused him up to this point. Now you can't just change at the drop of a hat like that. Right, exactly. After stopping a penalty kick, Mikey kicks a ball across the field to a wide-open Dylan waiting at the end of the field. The ball slowly falls, and Dylan finally heads it. And by headed, after putting his hands in his pants. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's not tempted to use his hands. Very true. And by headed, I mean, gets absolutely smashed in the face, drawing blood. Mm -hmm. This is gruesome. Yeah. He got rocked. You hear like a noise, and like his glasses get broken. Yeah. And then they're not broken. Be a coach, not a mom. Be a coach, Mm -hmm. not a mom. I I will say, um, I liked. Rudy in this movie, no, oh, yeah, and especially like in the George patrick Owens, like him be like I don't know, I kind of liked this final game, and they actually actually said something was like, a second effort second yeah. effort i I don't know it was it was it was endearing mm-hmm. there there are parts that are endearing, in yeah this movie, it's even it's, though it's not good, it's not good, it's not total it's not absolutely awful though, no no, i mean it is it's it is bad, yeah. But while the Yellow Jackets coach and the Yellow Jackets goalie are distracted while laughing at an injured child, Cole sweeps in and scores the winning goal. Mm-hmm. Everyone celebrates, and the mo- what did? Oh, the the Yellow Jackets coach taunts Dylan. Yeah, he says like, "How's your face, you little twerp?" <laughs> Which was hilarious. Yeah, and we laughed pretty heartedly at that. Everyone celebrates, and the mobsters pull up. But at the same time, Tom Arnold and his partner pull up. I'm gay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just came here to tell you that. Not that partner. No. (laughs) It's cop partners. Yeah. The fat mobster is about to draw a gun. Tom covers George Patrick Owens, even though he doesn't warn anyone else in the large crowd, including his wife and sister-in-law. He's just a random guy tackling the the coach. coach. Yeah, his partner apprehends the fat (sighs) mobster. The Twins put themselves in harm's way, knocking down the other mobster, and Mikey's dad arrests him. Tom reveals that he was the one protecting George Patrick Owens, mm-hmm. and he is glad to see he is okay. He also remarks that George Patrick Owens might be bumping uglies with Louise soon, and he might become Uncle George Patrick Owens. Yeah, which or at is least find by me. At least a booty call. Yeah, he said a booty call. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there it is. The twins corner the bullies and make them hold up their end of the bargain. The miners moon the audience, and everyone pretends like it's okay. That was just for kicks. And just like we end every episode, what was good about this movie, uh, I mean, like we had said before, it's not good, but it's not like unwatchable. Right. It's just, it, it is what it is. It, yeah. It, again, if, if what they were going for was just, let's just pump out a kid's sure. movie. Okay. I, know, I enjoy the character of Louise, not for reasons you might think. I thought it was, I thought it was a, fun character um i like rudy i like when he becomes george patrick owens Mm -hmm. i like watching him coach so everything else kind of sucked tom arnold you could tell he was kind of the more esteemed comedic actor Mm -hmm. but that was uh that was just for kicks it's not a good movie no but thank you again for listening this Mm -hmm. week and just like always the house lights are up the film's off the reel you don't have to go home but you can't stay here we'll see you next time